All right, I think we're rolling. I'm ready. All right, so it's rolling for sure. Are we rolling? Yeah. Are we doing the intro music? No, because right, weren't you doing a preamble? No, we're gonna do that. We're We're gonna gonna do it all. These people don't even know what's about to happen. I mean, they kind of, they kind of do because they hey now. see the title. There he is. There he hey is. Now, hey now, hey now, What is shaking, y'all? What is going down today? Oh man! Thanks so much for coming down and hanging out with us once again. It is time for another Dan Cable Presents podcast. Everybody, get your hands together. Oh man, I'm excited for this. Put one. your hands. You we are. Got, you're very excited. Yeah, we got so much going on. First, <laughs> it's craziness. You got some what? You got this has become one of your favorite parts of the yeah. show. Show notes. Yeah. Show notes, everybody now. Show notes, put your hands together. Ever. Show notes. Oh, I, I mean, thought I we were, put a little pepper to it now. What do you think? It's a, I mean, it feels like, like you really. You know how you know how after a band like creates a new song, you know those first couple times, it's yeah. all about kind of feeling it out. But right. but about the uh, you know that fifth or sixth show that right. they're playing that new song, it's really it's really jiving. Yeah, in, they in found gelling. a pocket for it. Yeah, you and know it what feels like, like oh, yeah, it feels like maybe that's where you've gone with the show notes theme song yeah. or whatever it's yeah, just exactly. really getting strong it's right right so you can tell i put some effort like into i feel it. like there's just going to be like backup singers exactly. soon. hey like, it's possible <laughs> i'm thinking like a gospel-esque type thing <laughs> to it, you next know what I'm level wouldn't it be great it next level <laughs> um but it, you're talking about show notes yeah yeah thank you for tuning in once again to another episode of this uh this program the dan cable presents podcast uh, thank you. If this is your first time listening, well, you picked a uh, a unique episode. I think to jump in in on. Uh, if you're a long time listener, this is gonna be, I think, just a super fun episode for you. But if you want to help the show in a free way, the best way to go about doing that is to, uh, you know, subscribe and rate and review on the good old iTunes, and uh, that helps the uh, show rise in the uh, music category there and helps more folks uh, find the show that wouldn't normally find the show. Right. And uh, yeah, we've been talking about maybe reading some of these reviews on the oh, show and I yeah. think, I think I've been some? talking about it for so long. Yes. I think uh, it's time. I, uh, that's awesome because you did say, I mean, we're looking for 100 reviews because there's a yeah. particular line there that really elevates the program to yeah. another level. I think right? it just uh, legitimizes it yeah. when it comes to the rankings. And and like I said, that's just going to give these artists more visibility and whatnot. Right. And fuck it, 100 looks cool, right? And, and that's and it's not a bad number. It doesn't seem un- 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 unattainable no. or anything like that. Absolutely not. We're and, over halfway there. Uh, and, and it sounds like a great idea to help encourage that is to read some of the ones that are out there. So yeah, definitely, DC. If you've got some, I'm dying to hear oh, some man. of these. Here we go. This okay. one. This one is titled "You Need This Podcast." Hey, nice. And it's uh, the the name on there is "No, You Need a Nickname." <laughs> no, you need a nickname. I th- and I think that's uh, because you're forced to make a nickname on on the iTunes. But oh. it really only just takes a few minutes. So if you could just help us out, it'd be it's great. Not but, a uh, negative. It's this a is a great one. Fun uh, this podcast has. Oh, this this is this is like a real nice one. Okay, I feel like this is uh, somebody being genuine. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. This uh, this podcast has single handedly gotten me more involved in the music scene and transformed my Spotify from big time favorites only to all the little bands I didn't know I loved. Nice. Yeah, that's all... awesome. That's exactly what the purpose of the yeah, podcast right, right. is: is to get these like get some more local bands and on your radar. Yeah, absolutely. So that's excellent. And it, it follows uh, by saying it also got me to a lot of. Uh, Live shows that that rocked my socks off. Nice. Dan rocks. His program yeah. rocks. Fantastic. If you don't listen yet, you opposite of rock. 
Well, we I don't, don't know if we have to be that aggressive. Yeah, we don't have to bag have to on be, people. Yeah, I don't know if we have to be that aggressive. We just it was nice. I mean, it'd be yeah. I would love for more people to know about it. But honestly, that is the. That's that's very much what has become of my music library. You know, like I'm always trying to keep up on still national records that are being released every right. week and whatnot. But so much of the music I listen to now are bands that I have already had on the show okay, or bands that I want to have on the show. So it's like very cool for that to become your music library because you actually have a connection, like a personal connection to those people. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like it too. I've been doing the same thing, actually. I've recently... And I want to encourage, I mean, we're hopefully going to do this on your website here really quickly, is to actually put the singles up. I've been cutting the singles yeah, out man. of everything. And so there's no none of us yibber-yabbering on the in and out of it. It's just literally the singles from yeah. the show. No intro music, just, no. just straight in. Because yeah. the, the YouTube channel is great, and it's another great yeah. place to support the show. And you can hit subscribe there and share the, the page or one of your favorite videos there. But, you know, you do hear the intro music every time. So right. The, those playlists are cool, but mm-hmm. you know you do get that part of it, which can kind of take you out of it. So it's going to be really cool for people to have access just to the songs, right? Because then that playlist is just seamless. It just sits and rotates, and which is fantastic. It's like six hours worth of tunes. And so lately, I've been I have it in my in my whatever my iTunes, and I just click with like a shuffle on the DCP song. So sick, and it just rolls around and around. I'm like, oh yeah, this one was killer. I remember these guys; they were awesome. And yeah, just even in here, like the uh, we just had it for the last session, and. And usually yeah. we're playing some music oh, while, right. while, as we're while, setting up. Yeah, we're, while we're getting set up. But I was just like, man, we should just we should just play these songs, right? And, and it was cool because the bands that came through, they're just like, oh, who's this? And it's just like, oh, this was here. Yeah. You know, this was <laughs> like one of your, yeah. you know, your peers. Yeah. So it's, it's super cool. Yeah, it's rad to have that. Absolutely. Um, let's read one more review. And oh, we'll, you got another we'll one, right? On. Yeah, yeah, yeah this on one's right great. Here. The musical equivalent. This is uh, feast your ears on this from. Uh, Skink Weasel. Skink Weasel. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Skink. Yeah. <laughs> the musical equivalent of a fancy restaurant that keeps bringing tasty ear munchies. Oh. Like a golden corral made of actual gold. <laughs> nice. This is all from the same person? Yeah. Like a golden yeah, corral yeah, yeah. made of actual gold. Listen to it in your headphones while you silently judge your parents. <laughs> so many great Northwest artists on here. Most definitely going to hear something you like. Uh, props to the man, DC. Nice. Yeah, very cool. So if you keep the reviews coming, it'd be rad. It's a, Like I said, it's a free way to support the show. It's a very easy way to do so. It only takes a couple minutes. And uh, yeah, we, w- we would love you for it. And it, it will contribute directly to the sustainability of the show as, as we try to branch out and find some sponsors for this thing right. and whatnot. Do so, some different stuff. Absolutely. Uh, just a few calendar dates before we get into it. Come and look uh, for my water while yeah, you do that. You should get, get your water. You're going to need it for this episode. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, this Saturday, September 2nd, the Autonomics are releasing their record at the Doug Fur. I'll be there. You should be there. It's going to be a great uh, show. And... Uh, and then we're going to be having Autonomics in the studio here soon, so stay tuned for an episode with them. Uh, they're playing with Ice Queens and Debbie Metal opening up that show. So Autonomics on the uh, second, and then the next day, free show. Those Sunday sessions at Ron Toms are where to be on Sunday nights. It's so dope. They always have good lineups for them. It's usually throughout the summer. Free shows on the patio out there. Their sweet outdoor stage. This Sunday is uh, Tango Alpha Tango is playing. Oh, those guys kill it. Right. The last time I worked with Tango Alpha Tango, right, was, was Let's hear about it. Fourth of July this year. 
they were the like the headlining act, if you will, on my stage. I had like eight bands. We were doing a thing yeah, yeah, yeah. at Madsons. Cambrian was a part Cambrian of that. Right? Explosion was there. It was so fun to have those guys on the stage again. It was super cool. You know, I do a lot of live sound stuff too, DC. These guys tango off tango. That guy, the last song during the encore, he's like rolling out the show. He's got a glass slide on his finger. He's and he the slide smashes in his hand and cuts his hand all up, and he ends the show in a bloody mess. Good lord. It was fantastic. Nathan's the real deal. They were deal, crushing it. <laughs> it was just, he, they yeah. were melting faces. That dude's the real deal. He um, was unconscious. So they'll be headlining that day. That's super that night, cool. That's Sunday night. It's free show. The red light and uh, the red light district is there. Yeah, absolutely. Those Sunday sessions at Ron Tom's are free. <laughs> they're they're incredible. Forget about it. And then uh, the lower forty eight is is opening that show up. Um, and then yeah, September seventh is the Small Souls. EP release show or full length re- album release show. The LP, the, yeah, the uh, last uh, the last guest of the show, last right. week's guest. They're they're having their album release on September seventh at the liquor store. That's with the uh, former guest of the program, Pretty Gritty. Pretty Gritty. Those guys kill so it. That's gonna they be were a super cool show. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, September sixteenth, a big one for Larissa Birdseye. She's finally gonna put out a record LB. that she's been working out on for a couple years, and. Um, Camp Crush is on that. That's really dope. And Brahmin. So it's going to be a killer show. It's at the Fremont Theater, and it's pretty early. It's an all-ages show, which is kind of rare. It's at okay. 7.30 at the Fremont, which Fantastic. is supposed to be a really cool venue. That's, that's easy that's for everybody new. to work in. You know? Absolutely. Grab a bite after work, whatever you got going on, you know, and swing on out there after happy hour. You got it. You got <laughs> it. I'm sorry. I don't no, know. I, I love it when you sing, my show. It's great. Yeah, it's your show. Do what you want. <laughs> you know, if you want to dance for us, too, go for it. Yeah, so show up to something, check out the YouTube channel, um, check out Vortex Magazine, who's such a big supporter of the show, and uh, latest video premiere from them was the the Some Aliens one. Stay tuned for a Shannon Entropy uh, video premiere. That's coming at you very soon in the works. And uh, yeah, there's Rare Monk videos on the YouTube channel now, and Mm -hmm. it's crazy. There's close to 120 videos up there now, so uh, we're really... uh, Building up a catalog there. Yeah, I mean, you could spend an afternoon and evening and evening sitting there listening to DC songs on the uh, on the YouTube channel and just watching what we got going on over here. It's super fresh, y'all. But today. Today. <laughs> on this episode of the podcast. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking, DC. I'm pretty excited, man. All right, cool. This is episode 74. 74. And this is something I mentioned uh, maybe, I don't know, 10 episodes or so ago and have been thinking about for a long time. I thought it would be real fun. You know, as we get into you know episode seventy five next the week, the big one. It's yeah, a, that's going to be a cool um, landmark there, right? But uh, Mount Air Mike, man, you are the guest this week. And, I'm the guest, and I know that you you're a little apprehensive about this. <laughs> yeah, let's be let's be real it's, about it. It's unusual. I'll say that much. It's and unusual I, to be the guest. I think one of your comments was, "Who <laughs> wants to hear?" About me, right? Right. Like, why? Why? Who cares? Was kind of my thought. Is like, you know what I mean? I'm not certain that anybody cares, DC. But if you care, that's For sure. what's important. Absolutely, it's your program. But I think that that <laughs> is uh, somewhat what this show is is built upon. And it's not that like I don't think people want to hear from these bands, right? But I think that you know a lot of these bands are at the local level, yeah. And these aren't the types of things that they get to do very often. Oh, like come in and do a podcast type yeah. thing like this? And and whether they're like, I don't know. 
they might not necessarily have like I don't know some of them do have to a lot of touring experience mm-hmm. you know sometimes we are dealing with a band that is on a label and you know or has been has or, a, it doesn't have a day job or something like that right but you know they're not necessarily touring the the world in big fancy tour vans and stuff so that so they may be or buses rather but so they might not have you know those types of stories right but they still have you know experiences within the music somehow you right. know like they they've played these venues and they've they've had you know all these experiences within that oh yeah and building their bands so they still have a perspective on, absolutely on you know the arts or or just you know the entertainment side of it mm. so i don't know i feel like <laughs> i feel like there's something to be learned from from all like hopefully something to be learned from a lot of these conversations yeah you know yeah. or at least like people you know get oh, value you conversations out of, with the just bands? in general yeah oh, yeah over, over the catalog you know absolutely and i, I and think I, it's uh, you know the bands have incredible insight especially if you're young musicians wanting to tour or wanting to make music or wanting to make music a bigger part of your life professionally, then, you know, it's, you know, it's good to hear stories from people of what their experience are. Cause then, you know, yeah, you just kind of find yourself, it's a little, little less separation, you, a little bit more inclined, you know, you're, yeah. you're more inclusive in a sense. You Absolutely. Know? Like I got a, I got a nice text message uh, the other day from friend of the show and also um, former guest Evan Knapp yeah, who's Evan. played bass with a couple of the groups that have been on the show like the Wim Grace episode and whatnot. Yep. And uh, yeah, he just gave me a real nice message about the conversation that Quaz and I had recently on, right. on episode 72, I think, with uh, DJ Quaz Amir. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was just a, that was one of my favorite chats that, that has happened but he just gave me a nice message. He's like, hey man, I really needed this episode. You know, like oh. this was this was really a message good. and like I, that he needed to hear help me out you know mm, so interesting it's, yeah it's nice when when those things happen for people it's been kind of it's been a fun ride hasn't it dca you've gotten really good at this dude i think over the 75 episodes your your you know interviewing skills have definitely i, I, I don't know there's something about the fact that you didn't necessarily come from a broadcast or a journalism background you're just a fan that is wanting more information about bands. Yeah, absolutely. I mean? And I think there's that real aspect of you that really uh, makes it very, it just makes the interview really real. And it, I think it diffuses any nerves that people might have coming into the studio to sit down when they hang with us or you. It's like, okay, this isn't, you know, I mean, these, these are just some real dudes hanging out and making some tunes and sounds cool in here so they get disarmed really quickly i think and they are willing to open up and share with us some really interesting and cool stuff but uh i think a big part of it is your ability to just be real and draw things out of them that you know that are entertainment man so good work thanks man i I definitely would like to think that i've gotten better and that's always always a nice comment to hear from people that have been listening for 70 plus episodes or or even 20 you mm-hmm. know but uh yeah it's just cool man it's cool to be able to facilitate these types of things and i always try to tell the band before that before we get going that mm-hmm. this is you know it's it's a conversation mm-hmm. and i don't necessarily want it to always feel like an interview you know? right and it, like i definitely always have my 
my notes usually and like some some questions to maybe guide the conversation but sometimes those are quickly lost and it's completely unnecessary and we just end up having this conversation and sometimes i think it's fun when we're um you know somebody asked me like what makes a really cool episode recently and it's just like sometimes it's when we're not talking about music even you know you're just talking about whatever yeah or rando just, stuff like getting stories yeah yeah absolutely right like uh melanie melanie it was a melody federer you got it that got lady it. was hilarious yeah. i don't know where she came from because uh, she's out of state right Los Angeles. She, yeah she's yeah. from la yeah that and she what a sport i mean because she came in here like on a rando sunday afternoon or something like that to table with us yeah man out of town just out you know and uh she was just looking for some something some sort of like local press in portland and and her uh her booker was just like, hey, man, you Check should do guy. Dan Cable show. <laughs> and she was down. And yeah, and she didn't have any clues to what she was walking into. And she came in here and sat down with us and was very real. And I mean, like, it, it just kind of just the, open to whatever. And uh, and a good sport because, I mean, I took some cheap shots at her, I think, at the end of the episode <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but, I mean, there were you some meatballs. Just, yeah, it was just we, a little was, banter yeah, back and forth. Banter, and she know? was feeding up meatballs. And, you know, so I was just crushing them out of the park, you know. So there was some good comedy. But, you know, you, you have to have an artist that's willing to open up and talk about what's going down and what their their path has been like. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And be real about it. It's been super fun to connect with some of those out-of-town artists, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been super cool. Yeah. Well, and so many of these artists that are coming in here or are part of the, have been part of the program. Program. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's get it right. Yeah, excuse right? me. <laughs> Let's not confuse uh, anyone. They're, they're not even that. They haven't been here that long, necessarily. You know, um, they've come from, I mean, I mean, we're all, it seems like at this point, we're all transplants. It's just like, how long ago did you transplant yourself here? You know? Right. Um, we've, you know, I've even given you a hard time at points because you're talking to bands and you're you know, like, you get this vibe of sometimes it's like, you know, we're invading their space and we they don't want us here. And I'm like, Oh, I'm Dan Cable. And there's some truth, but it's like, then I might as well say that to everybody because, you know, I mean, I can look in the mirror because I, I mean, I came here 20 years ago. Right. So I'm still a transplant, even though, you know, it's like, it feels like my town now because I've been here a long time, but for still, sure, you know, it's like, I have no right in ownership. But I think it, joint. it's also just, uh, it's just about offering something to where you're coming. Because, you know, those are a couple of comments that I've picked up on from from the people that did grow up here. And every once in a while, you know, it's, the, it's not very often, mm -hmm. but I have tried to make it somewhat of a point also to, to make sure that there are some artists represented here that did grow up here. Right. And, uh, like, I was listening recently to the Mike Capes episode. Yeah, Mike Capes. That goes back pretty far. Right. Somewhere in the 20s, I think. I'm right. not exactly sure. Mike Fontaine. Um, but the Mike Capes episode, yeah. uh, he was just talking about, you know, if you're going to move into a community that's foreign to you. Right. You know? No matter where you go. Just make sure that you, like, you have some understanding of that community and you're open to it and mm. you try to contribute right. something or at least not take away anything. Well, that's a great blanket statement, really, DC, when it comes to anybody who's coming here or being here or whatever, or anywhere you are in whatever community, it, it it's trying to find out your way of giving or what, how are you here to contribute and make things better kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? And also, like, when I talk to a, a dude like Jesse Bettis from New Move, yeah, <laughs> whom, if, I, if I had to guess, mm -hmm. yeah. I won't quite get into it, but right. yeah, when I talk to a dude like Jesse, 
the impression that I get is that, you know, he's stoked to have like all these musicians moving here from all over the city. But I think also there's a part that wants some recognition for what was already here and maybe the history and who are like some of those old or key like Portland players and stuff. You know, it's not, it's not just all of the people that moved here that are contributing to the, to the music scene here. There are some people that have been hashing things out here for a while. How do you think the Portland music scene got on their radar in the first place? Absolutely. Okay. I yeah. mean, it's been going on for decades and decades. Crushing music is coming out of here in, you know, whatever way, shape or form. You could give art, uh, you know, Alex Zaki, even though he was a transplant too, but I mean, he blew up here. And so Everclear was, you know, kind of a known as a Portland band. And that sound in the 90s kind of was a Portland right. sound, a little bit more of an alternative, aggressive. The dandies. Rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. All sorts of that. But yeah, I mean, it's Portland's been on the music radar and the alternative lifestyle radar for forever. Yeah. Now it's just kind of blown up as a place that can offer any genre of music. Yeah. In- well, and there's so much other stuff. I mean, when you go into the cultural aspects of beer and food alone right. in Portland, it's just crushing compared to other you leave the bubble and your your mind is blown as like really every people are still eating like just random fast yeah, food yeah, yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. like have they never been to portland you know what i mean right so when like the rain used to deter people and now people are like wait there's awesome beer wine food music you know what i mean the list goes on and on they're like fine i'll go endure some rain it's too expensive for me to live here anymore anyway, wherever they're at. You know, it's like, I might as well pack it up and move it across town, you know? Yeah, for sure. Or across country. But uh, welcome. It's funny that you say, can we just go into it? Because yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let, let's I just want to, you know, what we're going to do on this episode is we're going to dive a little bit into my, Mountaineer Mike's history <laughs> and just also like explore a little bit how uh, Mike and I met and how this thing has kind of grown in the last two years. It's pretty crazy. I think really. it's around there, not since the program started, but right around two years since Mike and I really started working together in the form of like not me recording projects with him. So, um, but I've asked Mountaineer Mike to pick some of his favorite uh, performances on the show thus right. far. Some of the jams. Yeah, yeah. crushing. So we're going to feature those. And I. The fun part for me is I don't know exactly <laughs> what he picked. I have some, I have a couple that I feel like have to be in this this selection if I, if I know Mountaineer Mike. Right. But uh, yeah, what are we gonna? Well, you just what are we getting into? You just mentioned one. You know, we're getting so into that new why, move. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I knew. Guys, whoa, yeah, you that, know, that was one of those uh, performances on the show that. Oh man! Right. So good, and right. I know when I know when something's good when. When you're still talking about it like weeks later, <laughs> you're right. Fucking exactly. new move, man. I'm those like, guys crushed. Those guys were killer. Well, you know, it's one of those things. Like sometimes, uh, a band comes in and they have their shit together, and you can tell that they are seasoned, well yeah. seasoned, and they've really thought out the music. What, and what song are we gonna hear? And well, that was one of the things that kind of bummed me out a little bit about new move. Not to bring any negative into it, because no. those guys were awesome, was super crushing, but. Some of their singles got pulled from the YouTube, and there were only there's only one song up there. So, but that one's the it might be the best one. Well, it is the best one. Well, in your opinion, this is this is from episode thirty, though. Is that was that what the episode was? Episode thirty with New Move, dude. This song is awesome. These guys, I don't know. I think this song is killing. Don't want to lose. 
Oh, this is Don't Want to Lose? Yeah, this is Don't Want to Lose from, yeah. uh, from New Move when they were in the studio. So, so check this one out. This is one of my favorite ones, man. These guys were like the first band that came over here and pretty much just popped my head. You know what I'm saying? New Move on the DCP, yeah! See the way that she So new move, new move. Don't want to lose. That was one of my first, like, where I was just like, pow. Yeah, I think home run. Well, I, I sorry because the I'm sorry to interrupt you, but oh, uh, this is the one that was in, uh, that I had. Let me pull it up while while we talk because there was one 
there was another one where I was like, wow, see, that was the the first like hip hop outfit that came in here and popped my head with stuff. You know what I mean? Who was that? Let me play it for you. All right. This song. It's adverse. Yeah, effects. dude. Yeah, dude. Right? And that adverse was that? This is destruction. That was after though. Was it though? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They came in after. Yeah. So we started getting on a roll of just like getting some just crushing Straight out the here. fucking dungeon. So rappers. Yeah, Fiji. And then Boyd on the drums yeah. and the rhymes. Right. It's just like, it's just like, yeah. You want to know how dope the rhyme is? It's like a flow from Midas, golden to triple and highness. Overthrowing hopeless tyrants, going up your slopes, declining curves. If the Pope was rhyming disco shit, cocaine spit could leave you with a broken sinus. I'll never blow my lines, forget it, never blow my lines. It's like I learned from Tony, can't get high off of your own supply. You don't know how sick my mind is, self-indulgence made you mindless. Talking shit, jerking off your ego only leads to blindness. Here I go, gets these liars, sorry if I'm sounding pious. I don't ever wear a watch. That's why my style is timeless Sick of hunger, sick of violence And women treated like a civilization Declining radio Spreads the virus every week Shooting crisis media Fucked up by it's I was taught All we need's a voice and fist To stop the riot You agree? Stand aside and join with us Come stop the virus Words to set your soul on fire Brother, that's how dope the rhyme is Living in a world where And they wonder why the fuck Yeah, adverse is still like It's hard to not have them in the conversation For best live performance in this city right now and just and i right. just love those guys so much so adverse effects right Shout and so those, those guys. guys were kind of like i was i was torn between those two songs dude those were back-to-back episodes new were move they? new move was 30 and then they were 31 for reals but it's been cool man i yes. think i feel like there's been these performances on the show and and not to take away from all of the artists no and, but i th- i all the artists that have that have come on the show um but there are these these performances on the show that raise the bar, it, yeah. and and it's very cool to see how that happens, just kind of organically. But it just yeah, it's it's crazy. And then when one of those songs hits, it's just like oh man, that was that was Balto Airplanes level, Boom, or like exactly. that was New Move level, exactly. Or now like that was Rare Monk level, you know? <laughs> exactly. That and those, yeah, I mean, you just hit all the bases, and kid. just all the hip hop that we've had on this show, man. Right? It's been super so rad and those and all of the people that have come in for interviews have all been just like super cool and open and willing to like sit and just have a love fest and just yap it up you know and be real about it all i think it's been they're they're just appreciative right you know that someone wants to sit down and like talk with them and they're not like oh man this i can't believe i have to do this today right like it seems like something they want to do and especially when they get here because i i feel like most of them (laughs) Most of the people that come through have never been to this studio. Right. And the only reference point they have is maybe this this YouTube video. Right. You know, there's chances. And it's funny. Sometimes we do have those artists that come through who maybe think the podcast is just the the song performances on the oh, YouTube. Oh, right. That there's no yapping. Like, oh, there's no we're going to talk too? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, man, this is a podcast. It's an audio podcast. Yeah, it's like an hour which long. Which is, uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, babe. supplemented and, and, you know. Mm-hmm with with the videos right but it's just funny um it is but yeah man <laughs> i i want to dive a little bit into okay. into your history all right you, know? you want to hear a little bit about because i know you and i met i guess 
four and a half years ago or so. Is that all? Yeah, because I moved up here in 2013. Okay. In March of 2013. Mm -hmm. And like I've probably said on the show before and in some other things that I really moved here with the intention to do some things. I was I was moving from a spot in California where I was working like 60 to 70 hour weeks and like just very drained, also going to school full-time online and whatnot. It was just like, it was a lot going on. Right. So I had the opportunity to move up here and I, my first like few months, I didn't have to have a job and I could just focus, like I could do mostly just just school. Right. Oh, and And even thereafter online stuff. And just even thereafter, I just had a part-time job for a while and would eventually get back into a full-time job. Right. Would eventually get back into a full-time job. But I really came up here with the intention to do a few things. And one of them was to play more music myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really wanted to start a podcast. And I explored some different versions of that and would eventually like land on this as something like, oh, I think this is it, man. Like, I think this is the one to really push forward with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I met you because I showed up to the open mic at Rock Bottom like yeah. the first week I moved here. Yeah. It was probably days in. I was just like, all right, I got to find an open mic. Yeah. And I walked into Rock Bottom and there you were. Super fucking <laughs> nice dude. Just like the warmest welcome. Just like, hey, man. Like, you know. What's shaking, Bob? Yeah, just real fucking nice right away, man. And you, I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people say about you. Lots of strangers rolling through here. and Right. And, Everybody usually has just nothing but really great things to say, not only about their show experience, but but the crew. And like a big part of that is you. You know, you've been here since the beginning of the show. Shout out to Forrest, too, who Forrest, also does the video and he's know, become Garrett. a big part of the fam. Garrett, you know, in the beginning, you early know, videos. Yeah, Garrett yeah, absolutely. Stuff, right? Garrett, Garrett has definitely contributed to the show and, and Forrest has definitely become a regular part of the fam here. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you've been here since the beginning and. You have a lot of interaction with the artists, That's you true. know, because you're you're taking care of all the sound stuff and getting everything dialed in and make sure everybody's plugged in and and uh, feeling Lined good about everything and, yeah, and, and all that stuff. So, happy and all you know, that you stuff. have a lot of interaction with them, and mm-hmm. I feel like that is uh, that's part of their experience, you know, and and something you hear about artists sometimes complaining about is like, oh, the sound yeah. guy was a dick or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Not, we have yeah, reputations yeah. But, as sound people. Yeah, they often have reputations as being like curmudgeons. Yeah, but just right away, you're just a super warm dude and I'm observing this open mic that I sign up for, right. you know, and it was different. You gave every single person a fucking intro like they were on America's Got Talent. <laughs> like in the yeah. best way too because I like I don't really like care for the I don't know. I don't really pay attention to that stuff or like American sure. Idol. But every person, it didn't matter if they were just like playing music for the first time just like hey, this is uh this is Joe Smith right. coming up here. Joe Joe's visiting from San Diego right, right now exactly. and uh he used to play in this band. You can find his music here, but everybody <laughs> got an open mic Everybody got this introduction. Everybody got a legitimate sound check for them and their acoustic guitar. Sure. You know, you're dialing in the yeah. sound for each person. Want everybody be happy, guy. No, no, no. It was just, it was the most next level open mic I'd, I'd ever been to. And I just kept coming back. Nice. And, um, you know, part of you being there was to like let people know that you had this recording studio. True. And uh, I was just like, I got to see this thing. Like I came up here to make and play music. I want to make an EP. 
I ended up coming through the studio. Right. Loved this place. Super fun having you. And made like a four song with you. Yep. And that was three years ago or so. I, it feels like it was five because <laughs> yeah, we've done dude. so much. It's crazy. We've done so much work together since that time, you know, that yeah. it seems like it was forever ago, but it was uh, just that long ago, huh? It's also cool that that first open mic I went to, there are a couple people that, that stand out in my mind and maybe even one or two others that I can't remember, but a couple of those people are people I see on a regular basis now. Mentioned it in the intro of this episode. Right. I saw Larissa Birdseye the Larissa first Birdseye. time and she blew me away then. And it's crazy to get to like watch her grow over the, the first four years that I've been right. here. Cause she was like damn good yeah. then. And then also the guys from Amoris. Oh, yeah. Who are also part of the pariahs oh. now, like Brandon and Shannon. Yeah. That's like, where I met those guys for the first time too. Yeah, I was down there. Those are the dudes. Like Brandon's the one who turned me on to the hive. Without him, I I would have never known about. Tri- I mean, I'm sure I would have eventually like found out. But sure. he's the one that told me about Tribe Mars. Right. And it's like now I'm making a short documentary on on Tribe Mars, and the right. hive is just like an important. That's that's an important community to me. You know, like Absolutely. we've had so many of those bands on there. Two planets and, well, and they adverse. come from the right place, man. They come from they they come from love. And yeah, they're just out there. You know what I mean? They're a collection of people on the same vibe, and you know, and they uh, they're they're about yeah, they're about moving the whole thing forward. Yeah, you know, it's not an individual game; it's a collective game. You know, right. And I think there's way more power in that, especially, you know, it comes back to that point you're making earlier. It's about how can you give, right? How are you going to give to your community? And those guys, that's a community of folks, musicians that have pooled together to give to each other in the community and to help grow something cool. Right. Those guys crush it. Big part in my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you were doing that for a while down there. Yeah. And then it stopped Mm -hmm. for probably close to a year. Yeah. We did it for a couple of years down there. That was something that was kind of early. I mean, that. Part of part of the reason why everybody got an intro and that type of thing is like I came from radio DC. I don't know if you could tell, but <laughs> no. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did twelve years in radio back in the day, and so it's just it was natural to me to segue from song. You know what I mean? Like clear, intentionally get the attention and move it. You know what I mean? Take the energy of whatever's happening and put it where you want it, not just let it sit there. Take yeah. it and run with it a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and get the bar's attention. Like, here's somebody who's going to sing you some songs now, you know? And so my big old voice getting on there going, hey, now, you know? And saying, it's time to pay attention now to Dan Cable. He's come up here from California. <laughs> he wants to sing a couple of songs for you. Hit it, DC. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, that's very cool because you obviously know how hard it is to get the attention of a bar full of people that didn't show up there to see music. Right. Like that's the hardest Especially, room yeah. usually to get it, to get the attention of is when, when you're playing to an audience that did, didn't pay to be there or they didn't have the intention of seeing music. They just went to the bar that night. Well, it's Monday night. We did it on Monday nights. Right. And so Monday night football was on often. And so they may have gone down for the game or something yeah. like that. And now all of a sudden they got this, you now know, Monday night football's over. Monday night football's over and music is rolling. But, but yeah, it was a good built in kind of crowd. And I think we kept some folks around. Because, yeah, man, you know, I went there a lot. Songs, you know? I went, I went to that open mic a lot. And then, Mm-hmm. Um, just from working with you, and then it stopped for a while, and then you hit me up. Well, they were, called and they wanted to bring it back. They decided they wanted to try to bring it back and do something different. And uh, so uh, the co-host that I had with me when you're in the original incarnation was no longer 
available or, you know what I mean? It wasn't necessarily something I wanted to rehash the old. Right. So um, I wanted to kind of kind of do something different and new. And I liked your energy from you the time before. Boy. And so I hit you up. And I said, DC, what do you think? You want to come down? I didn't call you DC. I said Dan Cable. Yeah. I used to call you Dan Cable all the time. Just Dan Cable, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I had to shorten that at one point. I just was saying his name too Dude, much. I had a, I had a, uh, a high school science teacher. Uh-huh. Miss <laughs> Grabo. Okay. I had her two years in a row because I failed chemistry the first time. Oh. Yeah. Jeez, good I, look on me, right? Right. Uh, yeah. She would always call me, like when she would call upon me, uh-huh. she would just be like, oh, Dan Cable? <laughs> it's like she would just always address me and only me in the classroom as Dan With Cable. Both names. I was like, I was what the fuck is I, happening, I, I man? I don't know. It's something I mean, it's something about you. I don't know. But and she's uh, from Wisconsin. So <laughs> she's like, she's head. Yeah. That explains it. That um, explains it all right there. But uh yeah, so I brought you along on the uh, on the good old uh the the, the good old open mic yeah and man we were able to do that for a few months i mean we it did for a little while didn't didn't go on as like six months i yeah, think it didn't have the same incarnate we had a couple year run the previous yeah yeah and they came back and they tried to get and they just pulled the plug on it again it was just like but the cool thing though yeah about this time was also you allowed me to put some input in and i kind of changed the format a little bit as as having some more showcase sets instead of just one because pri- previously there would be like a regular open mic and then one showcase set where somebody would play like 25 minutes or they right. would play two 15 minute sets throughout the night right and this time we did a few more right and you we started gave those curating folks, it a little bit more yeah and and that was kind of my first you know dive into the local music community that's when i started finding out about singer songwriters and that was right. my my entry level into it because that was my my playing community right. as well. You know, like those are the people I was playing shows with or playing open mics with were right. those people. Um, and a lot of those people are are supporters of this still, which yeah. is cool because there was there was a lot of us by the end of it, that, there was a lot of people who were not stoked to see that go oh. because of the quality of open mic that you put together. We? And, and well, me, but also like a lot of, has to do with there's not a lot of open mics where you get that quality of sound. And when you give somebody the opportunity to go up there and they don't have to worry about like, is it loud enough? And like, right. can I hear myself? Or are people going to hear like, me? No, is this, this going to be legit, the best representation dude. Like, of right? You're playing in this <laughs> big space. I used to have to tell people that. I'm like, listen, here's the thing. We can hear you. Yeah. So hit it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't think that you're getting masked over, you know, and nobody can hear you. We can hear you. No, so man, you're chilling. You got, on, a, you got a couple monitors and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> No, so I think I think everybody's always very impressed by what you were able to do with any room as far as getting the sound dialed in. And I think the Waypost, the first live episode right. of the podcast that we did, I think that's like episode 27 or something. Mm. Um, I think that is, you know, very good example of, of making a room like the Waypost sound real good. That's the thing, it's you know, it's weird, is the episode doesn't sound that great. The room maybe sounded great, but there's, like, stuff that I hear in that episode that I was like, you know what I mean? But whatever. You and, learn. But, I mean, uh, it doesn't sound as good as the well, White Eagle stuff or the Sound Studio stuff, but that's what I'm saying. The White, the, the way post is not right. a good very great sounding room like it's a it's a, it's a cool like singer songwriter venue and i love right. playing like i've played there a lot and i love playing there and I, I would continue to play shows there absolutely or whatever but um but it's like not when, like this huge sound no, no, no. system so when yeah. people, i think when people you know see those videos from the way posts it's 
it's kind of like, oh man, that's the way post. It's like, right. Oh, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That was good times. We had so much fun over these years. Cause I think it was that open mic and working together and doing that. And you're dabbling in the curation there or you're, you know, birthing into the community in a different fashion in a way, you know what I mean? Somebody who's like, oh, Hey, do you want to come and do this open mic or do you want to, you know, to inviting other musicians to come and be a part of something Yeah, kind of spurred you on, I guess, to start the podcast like pretty soon after that. Right. I mean, it, it kind of happened towards long. the end yeah. of, of that going out, right. you know, like, I don't even know if it was actually completely over when we had Sarah Vitort, who now is Sarah Wild, Right. Like. I don't who think who was on that way in that way post episode too, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's part of the Fox and Bones. Yeah, exactly. But I think we were maybe still had a few weeks left before really before that ended. But it was definitely that ending that I was like, oh man, I want to figure out how to continue this in some way. And I want to figure out, you know, like how to keep getting involved with the music community here. And I don't know, that first episode was just so much fun. Yeah. And it's obviously, I think, grown substantially since then from not just like a quality level, but I don't know, the following has grown. And like you said, like I've definitely feel like I've gotten way better and mm-hmm. way more comfortable. Absolutely. And yeah. So, well, on the level of bands, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's right. like it's, it's, there's always been very good talent. I've been impressed at how frequently you've been able to bring in. Like, I'm like, okay, who's going to bring it? And it's like, you know, better than last or better than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not even better. I mean, it's like on par. I don't know. They just constantly seem to blow my mind. Yeah. Just the level of musicianship <laughs> that's like, in wow. the city is pretty yeah. insane. And it's been cool to be able to um, reach out to a band like Rare Monk. Right. And have them be so willing to do this show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think for myself and like a lot of people around town, they're, you know, like a Portland, Portland staple. They've been around here a long time. They play great shows. They've traveled the world as a band and right. they've had some success. And so like for, to have a band like that come in here and just be totally willing is super rad. And I just, it's just very cool to be able to reach out to them, but it's also super important to me to have an artist like Isabel on mm-hmm. because like she has a great YouTube following and now is, and has been you know been playing music a long time but it it seems like it's just maybe this last year or last few months where she's really starting to like play a lot of shows out here in portland right so it's cool to like be able to pull somebody that like maybe a lot of people don't know like i think that's one of the fun parts of the show is exposing people to hey like you may have no idea who this person is and i met her at an open mic and there's tons of those people i see at the open mic where i'm just like Oh man, you should come play some fucking songs. Right, right. She's captivating. That that's oh. another one of those episodes, kind of like the Melody Federer one or whatever, where it's this a uh, female singer songwriter that just starts singing. And, and when I hear these songs, like you're talking about having them on the DCP, like mix on, you know what I mean? The singles mix. All of a sudden, Isabel comes on and is like, boom! I just kind of stop what I'm doing and I sit and I listen. She's just captivating. Yeah, woman's fantastic. Another really genuinely ultra kind soul oh yeah to just like next level of spirit kind of thing just bringing in loads of love and energy and just but very centered and calm and very kind of uh yeah just confident in who she is and what she you know what she wants to 
or how she wants to participate. Yeah. If that makes sense. She is a sweetheart. Episode 65 yeah, there. Right. Of Isabel. Right. You want to get into. You well, to... you just mentioned, I mean, one of my favorites so far, and it was only a couple of weeks ago. I knew mugs, we had to hear dude. some oh more rare mugs. God, those guys, not only did they come and just musically crush. I mean, they just uh, a massive home run. I think all of the songs that they did fantastic um here's a compliment for you oh which i think is a compliment okay i was talking to my man luke neal from portland radio project the other right. night sounds a pdx tune in every tuesday night Good people he just had small million on that was a great episode and he's the reason i knew about small million word but anyhow we were talking about the rare monk Shout videos out to ear trumpet by the way yeah ear trumpet right mics yeah that's your trumpet lab yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i was talking to luke and he was just like dude those those rare monk videos they're they're great and he's just like it's kind of creepy how close it sounds to the record is it and so it's just like so cool to get to hear something like that because um not that you don't spend a lot of time uh fine-tuning the jams but you don't spend anywhere near the amount of time that you would spend to mix down a song because we are on a a budget yeah and we're on a time we're on a timeline we are so like you over obviously over 70 episodes now you kind of have a formula for what you do and like i don't know man just as much as i've gotten better you, you you've gotten better because Dude. you do this every week now Not almost. exactly i was you gonna know? give you a huge shout out there because the reason like my my skills not only as a live sound engineer but a recording and a record maker have like elevated tenfold in this last two years from the sheer fact of repetition 75 episodes or you know what i mean of right having bands in and what people a lot of people don't know is yeah these mixes are done most of them all three songs in two hours the right. whole episode is mixed and produced cut edited whatever and done in two hours and max would be four max ever oh my yeah. god and that's usually like the live stuff where there's a lot of stuff right you sort which is completely different but animal. these these studio sessions you know it's so it, it, it's so sometimes like that's why like when i'm hearing like new move or um or or this the the uh the ones that we're talking about the here the, the, the monk, rude monk I'm like the rare monk. rare monk sorry <laughs> the they when i'm listening to it i'm like holy mac when i blow my own mind i'm like holy shit that fucking sounds crushing That's well and you sick, know it dude. after i mean you just hear our response uh, in the episode after they get done with the song especially like that last one just like holy shit yeah man same with airplanes i mean balto that it's it was a staple like, i saw dan sheeran whoa. the other night the singer of balto yeah and i ran into him at mississippi studios and i was like hey man what's up and we were just talking for a second <laughs> and i was just like hey man i just want to let you know that 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 airplanes performance is is become an important marker that's the bar on this show you know it's kind of the bar so it was, it was cool to like let him know that and well, um, and I didn't even know until I watched the video, and this is like months later, that the headphones fly off and yeah. they're like swinging around his guitar. And I'm looking at, you know, 150 bucks just swinging in the air, but they are just lighting it up. And it, it's like, whatever, let the headphones go up in flames. Who cares? This is like the most crushing performance. These guys are killing it right now. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So that, you know, so you just hit on like the last two bands. I mean, these are my. You know, it's but the rare monk. Let me let me just step back. Well, let's talk. Well, let's talk about the rare monk episode after. Yeah, yeah, this. for sure. Let's play airplanes what, right now. We're, we're gonna play. Bolto. We're gonna play Baltimore yeah, right we're now. We're playing airplanes right now. Cool. Let's do it. I mean, it's so crushing. And this was the one that was just like the the bar raised like meters 
after these guys came. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was this all is... of a sudden like, whoa, we're on a different level. <laughs> so here you go. Balto's Airplanes. DCP's what? It's Mike's episode. This is your playlist, dude. This is your fucking DCP playlist. But okay, here we go. As a child
gotta tell you that I'm lit up, that I'm filled up, that I'm trapped. Can I stay with you just for a little while? I had trouble all behind. I'm lying here beside you. I mean, so come on. At the end of it, the guys, I mean, the headphones are swinging. People are panting. It's insanity. Let's see where, where was that at? How well, far? Like numbers wise? Like what episode was that? that? Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like it was in the 40s. There it is. 47. Yeah. Number 47. Right. Yeah, dude. Um, Check that episode because those guys were fun. Yeah. And you can, all these songs we're talking about are most likely on the YouTube channel. Absolutely. So you can check well, them out there too. No, not the new move the one, new but move there one, is but a new move song up there that absolutely. you can check. And that, that is cool. also like a great jam. Absolutely. But, but yeah, fantastic man. jam. Um, the thing about the rare monk episode, if we can just drop to that for a second. Yeah. That's there's, <laughs> there's, there's the, the guys, uh, you, the camaraderie in the band. Yeah. Okay. You could tell right that away. this is these are brothers that basically they've been running around. You can see it, you can just sense that they've done a decade together in the van. Yeah, you know, man. just loads and loads of road hours talking shit, just fighting the fight together back to back out there, you know, making things happen. And, you know, so musically they crushed it, you know, super, super tight. But you know, just the yapping and the the comedy that came in that episode. Yeah, was just I mean, a super they, entertaining episode for that. You it know? definitely, I think, came across all the way around as is um, professional. I guess right. is a, a way because it's definitely loose and fun and everything. Right. But like you said, it, those guys have been running around for so long together. They've been playing music all over the world together, right. all over the states for close to a decade right if not longer season and so you know when they come in to do something like this these are things that they've done before yeah you know they they've had bad experiences with things like this they've had good ones Mm -hmm. and so they're not walking in with i don't want to say anybody's walking in here nervous Mm -hmm. because like i'm i'm not trying to pretend that you know this is the big time deal right but like you know there definitely is like a warming up period with a lot of the people that come in. Sure. And those guys were, when they came in, it was just all bullshit, all fun. Yeah. No, like no franticness about like how they're going to set up or anything. Right. And, and just like, they're just all kind of doing their own thing, you yeah. know? And very then relaxed, very comfortable. And they know that they, yeah, they're just because they play so much and, you know, 
they're just real dialed in with their tones and everything, right. so they know where they're just real done a lot of precise records. Almost. Yeah, you know they've they've been you know they've had label representation, they've had people in that, they've had other people's hands in the pot. They've been directed, you know what I mean? And now they're on the other side of it where they're in control again with this new record. And you can kind of tell that they've taken their experiences and built upon it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just, they, they, they're just, you know, I don't know. Their energy is super kind and, and uh, happy, but they're business. And you can tell that they're just like their seasoned band that been on the road and and done some stuff, you yeah. know, which is super cool. Yeah, it's they just cool played a show that I put together last weekend at the Alberta Street Pub. They oh, headlined a show over there. Dude, they're just so, so fucking good. And right. I'd never seen this guy. Oh, his name is Keith. So shout out to Keith. He was working sound at Alberta Street Pub. Word. Never seen him there before. And he just had that room so dialed in. Nice. And rare monk sounded so huge in that room dude Beauty. but so tight and everything was just cutting through real nice cool and moto pony came up from seattle and they put on a great show and my boys from hammerhead opened up and right. had their single release show for uh, way back when which you can check out on the hammerhead band camp but yeah man and but those rare monk guys they're just the show they put on and just the nicest dudes mm-hmm. just fun fun to hang with yep. them super cool uh, Forrest, their bass player, was uh, kind enough to uh, share his his phone screen with me. So while he was live streaming the uh, McGregor Mayweather boxing match <laughs> that was going on during the show, so right. that was that was kind of funny. But right, I watched that. Actually, I was at a party. I was at this huge mansion in like West Lynn with the Rage and System out there, and they had the fight. Nice, <laughs> like nice. held the band up just to you know to watch <laughs> the fight. They had to you know make sure they did that up. That was funny. Um. But yeah, we keep deferring right. due to reflection. Yeah. But like, so 20 years ago, oh. you moved out to Portland? Oh. <laughs> like Portland, <laughs> yeah, like tw- yeah. it's been 20 years since you've been in the Northwest? Yeah, 21 now. Yeah, like coming up on 21, like tomorrow. From Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. I grew up in Minnesota. What were you doing like as a, you, you grew up as a kid in Minnesota I in did. the 80s? Yeah, in the eighties, I graduated. What was, in 90. Min- what was Minnesota like <laughs> in the nineteen eighties? Yeah, man. it's cool. You know, whatever. It's cold. It's yeah. got lots of mosquitoes. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's Minnesota. It, yeah. You know, it's got a football team that's just a giant letdown. And uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I was happy to move away from it a little bit. You know, I uh, after I graduated, I went to the mountains of uh, Montana and spent a ski season out there in Big Sky and got addicted to the mountains. Nice. And then went back to Minneapolis and... Uh, You're just like, no. Well, I ended up going to broadcasting school. <laughs> in and, Minnesota? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, you know, because it was I, I was sick of waiting tables and stuff like that. And so, you know, and I was a drummer trying to do some drumming yeah. stuff. But, you know, I don't know. Just Minneapolis scene is just a little bit different, whatever. Uh, wasn't super committed to it. And so, you know, I just, I ended up going to broadcasting school, which seemed to be much more my my thing. You know what I mean? Is to just kind of bring the personality and yap it up a little bit, you know. And, I feel uh, you, man. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, after I, doing I played, this for a while, played in a band for a really long time back in California, and like still do a little bit of the singer songwriter thing. Right. But there's some something real fun about being on this side, yeah, of, of the whole thing. Absolutely, it's Absolutely. super super rad, and yeah. it feels mostly very comfortable comfortable it's it's to me it's fun and i i thank you again another shout out to you for bringing an element of this back into my life because i did it for over a decade did it for 12 years so i moved from minneapolis after going to broadcasting school 
They're like, you got to go to a small town to make it happen. Some friends that I'd graduated with had moved to Bend, yeah. Oregon, and uh, had, oh, they're queuing us out. The song's <laughs> coming on. Fuck off. I'm not done talking, okay? All right. Let's push this back a little bit, DC. Let's go ahead and give that a push. That's the exit music. It's like the Grammys when yeah, they start exactly. playing the music. And hey, let's wrap, wrap it up, up huh? Wrap let's wrap it up. up. <laughs> so, uh, you know, some uh, some friends of mine, family, really uh, had moved to Bend and said, hey, you should come move out here, dude. It's the greatest place on earth. There's seven peaks, high dozen, 300 days of sun every year, blah, blah, blah. It's skiing is 20 minutes away. Come out here. You can live with us for free. Boom. That was it. Once they said that, I'm like, all right, I'm packing the truck. So I packed the truck and moved out in 96 to uh, Bend, Oregon and spent five years out there on the radio. Were you playing music in high school? I was a little bit. Yeah. That's when you were playing drums and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. Like I grew up playing music. And so what kind of exposed you to music? Oh, uh, my great uncle Vernon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great uncle Vernon was awesome. And he'd bring his, his accordion which I technically own. It's at my mom's house in Minneapolis, but because um, he's since passed, but he brought music into the house, live music. That was really, my mom played piano, you know, but he was the one that brought live music at the holidays into the house. And as a child, like three, four years old, I was just like the, enthralled, you know? And so that's what kind of got me on that. But, you know, mom wanting me to, and I always was always banging on pots and pans. Here comes again. Let me just. Uh, let's mute it. <laughs> That's okay. Let's just mute it. We'll just mute it. Um, it's you know, a professional show. Everybody. And stuff like <laughs> he that. went to you broadcasting know, school. Like, <laughs> don't even worry about it. I've got my back to the gear today. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Then once I once I started growing up, I think it's the best thing you can do is to give a child an instrument. They have all the time in the world, and what a blessing it is to get all the BS of learning music out of the way when you have the time, because yeah. learning is an adult. It's tough to find the time. You got to be very diligent about giving your half hour of rehearsal or, you know what I mean? Just like practicing and going and taking lessons and, you know what I mean? Learning it. Even though your brain is more developed, it's hard to devote the time with so many things that distract people, you know? On the flip side, though, as a kid Mm -hmm. growing up, I think it's, you don't have the perspective. So it's really hard to see what the benefits are of learning that instrument and it's so fun to go see the bands now that have like a saxophone player or a trombone player or the person that's just killing it on the keys yeah. because you know that like they were probably like a band nerd. Yeah. Like yeah. at some point and maybe like hated learning to play this instrument, mm-hmm. but now they are in like the coolest bands in their cities. Right. And I think it's, I don't know if you can grasp early and have some sort of a knack for learning an instrument. Right. Like that instrument might take you around the world. You you can very well experience some things that other people will never get to experience Absolutely. because of that instrument. So Absolutely. Or or maybe it's not a worldly experience, but maybe you just need a good friend to console you at some point in a hard time in your life and that guitar will be there. Absolutely. You man. know what I mean? Like and and yeah, and getting to that point of a relationship with an instrument where you can communicate with it almost unconsciously where you can just open your mind and things just flow out through this music because you know you've done your rudiments you don't you know you've done all the and 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 that is a kind of a pinnacle point in musician's career when you get to the where you don't have to think about it anymore you can just play the guitar and just let it kind of come through you or play the drums and let that happen and for a kid, again, you know, it's like to put in those hours and hours when kids are like looking for stuff to do anyway. It's just like, 
<laughs> it's just uh, one of those things that, you know, it's like, why not give a kid an instrument? You know, because yeah. like you're saying, eventually they'll figure it out. That, yeah. Holy crap. This was like the greatest gift ever. I, you don't know how many times I've thanked my mom for the gift of music because that is truly, yeah. you know, and to be, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just to be involved in music in any way, shape or form, like doing the radio thing. I was still involved in music. I was still playing music. I was interacting with people. I was still, you know, it was a huge thing. And as my radio career was coming to an end, live sound started coming onto the radar and actually working with music that way and being that person in the middle of a band and an audience and and that integral person really and that's it's something that i don't know how many audience members or musicians even really think about how integral that person is in not only your experience but the audience's experience and the uh you know your music coming across properly yeah absolutely it's it's sometimes the most important part is you know having somebody behind the board that that knows what they're doing with with what they have to work with Mm -hmm. And, uh, no, I, I, I see that as also as, you know, being vulnerable in front of a crowd of people as well. Like you, you are, uh, you're right there in the mix of it. You know, they're, you're all, most people can figure out where the soundboard or the booth is. At least they used to be able to. Now it's kind of a a wonderful new digital world where I walk around with my iPad and it's honestly (laughs) glorious because now I'm just part of the party. And if I want to make changes, I pull my iPad out or my phone. For sure. And I go, dibby do And you know what I mean? And things sound better. But like, yeah, you don't want to be the guy that gets (sighs) blamed for a show. How did did you make that transition like from broadcasting – to the live sound elements of things. Uh, I actually was working here locally uh, with uh, with Alpha Broadcasting, which is uh, is basically Kink, uh, formerly well KUFO, which was the rock station back in the day, long before you were here. Um, but uh, you know KUPL. That's one of those passive shots at, at somebody that just moved here recently from <laughs> California. Long before you yeah, got oh, here, when this place right, was right, still right. fucking cool. Right, right. We had when this Portland was station. Portland. Right. But I worked with those guys and I'd been, you know, on the radio here. I'd been working in production and things like that. And Kink did, and they still do, I believe, a live performance lounge type of thing. And now I don't know who's sponsoring it now, so I don't know what to call it. But they, they have, they, it was the Bing Lounge for a long time. And then it was like yeah, some it's other Skype. It's the Skype, Skype Live. Okay. The, Skype Live Studios. Or, yeah. Skype Studios. And so that's, that is a bigger version of what we were doing when I was in the company over at a different building. And this was just right as Alpha was buying. It was a CBS owned property at the time. And they were just doing these performances with big bands and, and like having nationals come through and doing a thing where they would bring the audience into basically a conference room at the radio station and we would do a three performance with a couple of yaps in between thing with with all sorts of bands you know yeah the bare naked ladies in i played with moby at one point uh adele was in there it was super fun having adele in there when Crazy. she was just crushing uh i mean the list goes on and on of some super cool artists that i was able to work with at that time like veteran national artists but doing this kind of thing pretty much what we're doing but just with national folks right and, uh, you know, I was kind of, I was transitioning in a relationship at the time and work-wise was kind of transitioning a little bit. And while I was there at Kink, I met Dean Katari and um, he was the uh, music director at the time, assistant program director, and was 
basically leading these live performance lounge performances. And I was helping him and assisting him in there. He was also transitioning in his relationship in his private life. And we found this place together. Mountaineer Studios. Yeah. We found this place together. It was like eight years ago where that was happening. And uh, I was needing to move. He was needing to move. You know, he found this space and he's like, dude, I think we should move. <laughs> nice. And I was like, yeah, hells yeah. This place is insane. It's like 4,000 square feet. It's a giant joint, you know? And uh, and he separated from the space and moved back to California and is uh, married and doing some other things and went back into radio. He did that like a couple of years after we moved in here. And I've just been kind of kicking it through ever since because it's hard to give up a space like this. It's super cool. Yeah, here, it's a special know? one. It is. It is. You know, like lots of things in life. It's got its goods and bads. But, uh, you know, this place has been very good to me. And I love being here. And. It's it's given us a lot of uh, like really cool performances. I think that's part of the influence in these songs is the space does influence. I think some of these performances people get very comfortable in here. Yeah, and uh, the sky opens up and cool shit happens. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thank you so much for helping bring all the things together for me, DC. It's oh, been very cool, cool man. man. Uh, is there a lot of parallels between the two of? doing the live sound and being in here or is it a is it is it uh much different for you it's you know it, it there's there are you know differences obviously there you know in the live situation it's right now and that's something i really like about there's no really like commiserating or or sitting and over analyzing a guitar track or you know what i mean you know whether the eq is right or it's just not. happening yeah it's now it's about the moment and it's about performance and it's about crushing it right now like don't fuck around everybody can hear everything you do knock it out of the park here we go ready go you know and that's kind of what we bring in into the studio environment and then when these guys like they take that and they run with it and they like the rare monk or whatever, and they crush it out of the park and you get these takes that are fantastic. So we're doing, we don't do overdubs. People don't really, there's no overdubbing. There's rarely a second take taken. Um, this <clears throat> is pretty much a straight run. Every show is pretty much top yeah. to bottom as you get it. That's how it went to tape. And, uh, and these guys on first takes, a lot of these people, they just, they crush it, you know? And, uh, and, and so it's, yeah, it's been the, it's been a super cool thing to do in that, you know, the, sorry to get back to your question oh, about live good. sound recording, but so live sound being right now and these recordings being right now. And then there's the other element of doing records where you do get to like sit down and really think about the colors and the textures and what you want to do with this piece of music and how you bring it to the canvas. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's, that's how making a record is to me. It's like making a painting. It's a little bit, it's more of a process. You're laying, you're putting layers, you're kind of doing this and letting it dry and you're sitting on it for a little bit. And then you come back in and you put some more stuff on it. You tweak it. And it's way more of a process, you know, than what we've got going on here. But a lot of these people have done that process on a different, in a different thing or at a different point in their song's life. Yeah. And they bring it to us already in a complete type of thing. And it's our, our job to kind of capture, take pictures of it properly and get it out to the audience, you know? And uh, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. I like them both. Cause it's right when I get sick of hauling speakers around and stuff like that, it starts to rain and uh, you know, everything gets wrapped up. It's basically a new year's 
that it's all kind of the live sound thing is pretty much over and I'm tired of hauling speakers right. around. So it's rad to be able to go and sit in the studio and make some records for a few months and, you know, take some tape and do some different stuff. And then right when the sun starts to come out, the phone starts to ring and it's time to get out in the street again. And my back is, you know, recovered and ready to go <laughs> do it again. You know what I mean? So it's been for me doing, having both has been super cool because I'm not getting burnt on either one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the stuff that I'm learning in the studio from doing, you know, 70 bands with DC or more, whatever, um, that the, those types of skills are transferring into the field too. And, you know, just if it's just, if nothing else, it's like just the way that certain gear works to glue shit together or whatever. And it's like, you know, I'm blowing my own mind in the live scene, you know, more and more often. I mean, I, I, I've never felt like I'm some slouch of a sound guy anyway, but it's like when you blow your own mind with your work, you're just like, holy shit. Like, I can't. It's, I'm fucking like, I'm on Mars right now. Right, because you know? you're usually your own worst critic in yeah. most, most cases. So yeah. when it feels right. Like, because I just, I, one of the bands I work with a lot, the Garcia Birthday Band, the Gravel Dead cover band, they crush. These guys are amazing. And they play all the time. They so you play, should look it up oh, if, you're, yeah. if you're into the dead. Oh, yeah. Come and see us at the Mission Theater on uh, September 30th. Because that's that. good. Oh, my God. It's a that. fantastic deal. But uh, they they do their own fest. And I just got off the fest with them. So it's three days of doing Grateful Dead music and just dialing like a massive system outside. And, you know, and these people are on another level of appreciation and, and involvement as far as like just like energetically loving and being there and just, right. you know what I mean? Soaking themselves into the scene. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that just happened a couple of weeks ago and it's like, I'm still high from it. Yeah. It's so also killer. really cool when I get like a text from you or something and you're working with one of the bands that's been on the show. Yeah. Cause you've already have some sort of rapport with them now and you're like, Hey man, I'm working with Cambrian Explosion today. This <laughs> yeah. is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was great when I saw him roll up on the stage on the Fourth of July. You, you knew it, just by the gear. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like sitting there. I'm working because I got 15 minute changeover, so I'm just looking around. All of a sudden, I'm like seeing these guitar caps. I like dudes rolling on a bunch of guitar caps. I'm like, uh oh, what do we got going on here? And I'm like, wait a minute, I recognize that guitar cap. I'm like, yeah, hey, it's my Cambrian Explosion boys. You know, uh, yeah, super fun to see, and they crushed. They just killed it. You know? Um. Perhaps we could take a moment for some education. Oh, absolutely. What What is something like bands can do to help out their sound person? Because I, I feel like maybe that's something that d- doesn't always get thought about. And like, hmm. what are like maybe a few small things that you can even do to like help out in that process? Obviously, it's not their job to be dialing in the sound, but what makes what makes it easier? for you with like a band because i do know sometimes you do get off stage and you hear like fucking sound guy tonight dude sucked you know or like or they're just like man i tried to ask the sound guy for or the sound lady right right right. the sound person person, i tried to ask the sound person for um, some changes for this and like they gave me a shitty attitude about it you know yeah so like (laughs) how do you i don't know is there it's so funny we're in the control room so there's a lot of bleed from the street but uh that's all right yeah uh you know that's interesting that's a, an interesting question dc like what is the like the best thing they can do to help uh you know other than coming prepared and and really knowing you know okay here's like here what does that mean here it is what is being prepared being prepared like advance your show properly like if you're going to set like have a stage plot have a, a preferred input list in that these are the instant these are the instruments we're bringing. This is where we like to and make sure it's current. 
because you don't know how many times I get one. And if I'm a sound guy and I got a band coming in from out of town and I'm trying to set a stage for them um, and, and I see their stage plot and I set it as their stage and then they come in and like, oh, oh, yeah, we haven't done this for two years. I mean, we're, we're totally opposite. Now I've wasted my time, you know what I mean? And so that's one thing, you know, but that's maybe more on a national touring level. You know? I don't know. Stage plots are handy everywhere now. You know, when I when yeah. I book venues now, that's usually something that's required yeah. or at least asked for. Yeah. The thing that pisses me off yeah. is when I do submit those uh-huh. stage plots. And then they don't And know. then we get to the venue and the sound guy or the sound person says, What are you doing? Oh, what do we got going? Yeah. It's like why did I send the stage plot? Still send it. Just still send <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? I understand. Exactly, because then you're doing everything that you can. Right. You know what I mean? If the house doesn't communicate it, then that's one thing. And a lot of times, uh, to be honest with you, I'll go up and be like, all right, well, I've, you know, what do you guys got going on? I saw your stage plot, but often those aren't accurate because literally nine out of ten times, it's inaccurate. So I just go to the band. It's easier to ask, you know? But uh, so be accurate, you know, I guess, and be prepared and just like have all your cables and shit. You know what I mean? Don't be looking for stuff from the house other than a box to plug your shit into or a microphone to, you know, like where, where's power? Yeah. You know what I mean? And they go, your power's there. You know, here's your microphone, (laughs) whatever. You know, it's hard to really answer that other than just, you know, just try to, you know, if you have an acoustic guitar, have a cable. I don't have instrument cables. Yeah, right, right. Bring your own cables. Bring your own cables. Right. You know, don't assume that the house is going to have a cable for you because, you know, that's just a bad idea. Um, (laughs) Is that a good short, simple? No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's, that's great. (laughs) I think anything is helpful because I don't think a lot of people get to, you know, sit down with the sound person. Oh, man, I wish we had a phone line right now. Yeah, right. I have an interface (laughs) for my old radio days. We're going to have to implement that. This just might have to happen like every once in a while, just a Mountaineer mic session. Oh, that'd be cool. We should open the phone so far. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. Do you think maybe just like on the local level, though, sometimes maybe bands are even a little timid to to ask for what they actually need and just kind of maybe pretend like, yeah, it's fine when you could give them more of what they need? Yeah, yeah, I think they probably are because yeah. some guys are curmudgeons. Like they have this reputation of being curmudgeons and like unapproachable. And if you ask for changes, they bite your head off or something like that. And Hopefully, you know, you can just show up with a smile on your face and just be, you know, give them like, that warm yeah, Mountaineer mic hug. Exactly. They're like, bring it in for the real thing. Hey We're doing yeah. hugs. Yeah. Just I'm giving hugs. Start just going, hey, now. Yeah. When you see hey your now. sound guy, just go, hey, now. What's shaking, superstar? Hey, now, dude. Where the <laughs> fuck does hey, now come from? That's the, that is. Is that the biggest question so, on the fans? It's not. I don't know if it's sites. the biggest question. It's just so funny how many people will like come up to me and be like, hey, now. And like, Mountaineer so Mike, funny. hey, now. So funny. Uh, it's a rip off dude i'll be honest that, that's a ripoff it's a howard stern it's any a howard tribute stern, it's a tribute there you go it's a tribute any howard stern fan knows that like that's a that's how howard kind of starts i was a huge fan for howard's, years howard's years. a uh, pioneer man absolutely he King. changed the King game radio he changed the game media and he did he absolutely yeah. changed the game and he made it very real and that's something that happens in this podcast is in essence in a in a tribute if you will to howard in that we are real right here. Well, we don't edit people. We don't tell them to say anything. We don't cut shit out. We, you know what I mean? Unless there has been very few moments, maybe three at most. I think it's probably closer to one or two mm-hmm. where somebody has said, I said something that I don't think should be on air. Right. And it's just like, 
cool. I respect that. Right. I don't want you to be uncomfortable with what happened here. No. You know, but that is or, one of my favorite yeah. things about the podcast format in general. Yeah. And the reason that I love podcasts and why, why I've become a regular listener and it's probably the thing that I listen to or like media wise, I consume more podcasts than, than anything, more than TV or whatever. Right. Um, because most of the time they are just these candid conversations with no editing and yeah. it just makes it more real. There's just a little more humanity in that. Absolutely. And that's, that's why I fell in love with this so much and why it's so much fun. Like I would love to do a little radio set, you know, like on a radio Actually station on an and just like maybe play some jams, hey, you know, yeah, just yeah. like here right. and there. And maybe you have like some quick talks, but I love this because there are no rules. Right. We don't have a time limit. Yeah. Some episodes are 35 minutes and some are an hour and a half. Right. You know, it's just whatever, however it plays out. And <laughs> usually we're not on time constraints for that. You know, we do try to have more than one band in a day when we are doing those studio sessions. So we we are sometimes up against a little bit of a window, but usually nothing that's ever time crunching. Right. So, you know, usually we easily can go for an hour if we want to. And people can say whatever they want to say, and we don't have to. We don't have to plug a record if that doesn't like naturally happen, or like obviously I want to, you know, give bands and artists the opportunity to, you know, say what they want to say and make known of whatever is going to happen. But right, it's just so rad that it's just whatever it is, and the segments in between each aren't like. We talk for 30 minutes and then we play a song. We talk for 20 minutes and then we play right. a song. It's just like, no, man. You might play a song and then seven minutes later play another song if there's no like talking going on. Yeah. Like if, if stuff's it's very not really banging, you know? Yeah, it's very, exactly. Like if you're a dud of an interview, then <laughs> it, it, it's like, well, all right, well, why don't you guys get into another jam, you know, or something? Is it, But it, it's rarely that that happens. That that happens, yeah. Um, but and and that you know I can again being formerly from radio, and that is something the soul, which is this, has been ripped from that. You know, and, and it's very rare now that you get as you know, it, or that you can trust that what you're hearing in major media is real, right? You know what I mean? How much of it is filtered? How much of it is edited or whatever? You know, and so yeah, there is something and I that I like about this that. It's always been very real. Uh, it's kind of naked just out there, and uh, it is what it is. And and you can choose to listen or, or not or pause, which is another great aspect of it, too. You can just go pause and go do some other things for a minute and come back and start it right up again, you know? Yeah, and the production level is incredibly high. Like, that's another huge compliment of the show all the time. Excellent. Sounds amazing. Fantastic. Videos look great. Wonderful. So that's all you – and I don't know, man. I try to make that known, and – like a lot of people, you know, tell me what a, how cool this thing is and thank me or whatever. And I'm always like blown away by that because I'm just like having a blast and this is just like what I want to do. So right. it's cool that it has built some sort of a following and get a lot of bands and artists like reaching out to do the show now. And, right. and that's very cool. Yeah. You're not having to like bang on doors over and over to get people even like, you know, express interest and be like, all right, dude, I'll come and do your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know about your podcast or they're reaching out to you, which is awesome. But yeah, there's definitely a crew, you know, behind what I'm doing. You know, I produce and facilitate these, these sessions yeah. and, the, and these podcasts. And, um, but it's, you know, it's you making it, sounds super nice and tight and that's you know and 
you bring in these ideas from the radio sometimes and, and just about how we do drops and, and things like that. And sometimes you'll be like, you sure you want to leave this in? Right. And, you know, we'll go back and forth about it a little bit, but I'll just, you know, have to like be like, yeah, man, I think we should leave this mistake in. You know, it's fun yeah. to have this moment. It's you know, real. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't have to be high and tight, but it's also just like a nice balance of that, I feel. Like, right. You know? right. Well, yeah, exactly. It's high and tight with that realness in there. It's like, right. You know, yeah, and 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 that's something that I, uh, you know, I guess originally when you came to me with this idea that I knew I could bring for you was a like professional radio level or you know like a literally a perfect because I did it for so long, a professional quality of production, you know, and 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 that's a big part of the key is to any of these things is if people can't hear you they're not going to listen, you know right. what I mean, and so you just got to make sure that it's. It stands up in in all sorts of environments, earbuds, you know, in the car, wherever, and uh, and hopefully people appreciate the real content and uh, you know, and the fact that here's some dudes just trying to you know uh, just share some yeah share some of the love of Portland and the music that we got going on here you yeah know, which is fantastic and obviously Forrest has done a, a great job of uh, visually representing what happens in there which is is awesome and. <clears throat> I need shout to have out. a talk with him. But shout yeah. out to Gary. <laughs> just yeah. Gary, shout Gary, fantastic for, for getting the video. Uh, Gary got rolling. super busy, and yeah. uh, you know, and it was one of those things. We wish where, Gary the best. Yeah, absolutely, Garrett Isham. Uh, we'd love to have stuff. him back. Absolutely. You know, if he wants to come in and shoot some other time, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but Forrest uh, is uh, Forrest has been a wonderful uh, you know aspect of the production of the program. Forrest has been program. around for many episodes since absolutely. like thir- episode thirty-one. Is that so? Okay. He's been around for. You know, a long time now, and it's mm-hmm. very cool. He's like creeping up on a year That's since wild. Forrest joined the joined the crew. The and crew is, uh, and it's it is a high and tight crew. There's the three of us that we just have a blast. Happen. Like and it's just do. a good vibe. You it's know, fun. it's never like a big deal. <laughs> we, it's been it's been a very fun time, and I appreciate you uh, being interested in talking with me, <clears> DC, and getting a little vibe on me. No, it's cool, man. <laughs> it's cool that you you know. You're in the control room during these sessions. You're not actually with us in the live room. And you'll, you know, you chime in sometimes. Yeah, I pipe up. I think every once in a while it's funny. You you see the artists and they're just like, oh, yeah, like that guy has a mic too. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that guy, the loudmouth in the the control room. But it's cool because I think, you know, for the most part, like you – you're very conscious of like what's happening in the conversation and you pick your spots to kind of jump in. And sometimes you just don't say anything. Cause you're just like, Oh, they're involved in something intense here. Like no need to say anything, but and it's your show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's not my show. I'm just like here to help facilitate. You yeah, know? yeah. And I love bringing it in and taking it out. You know what I mean? Just kind of setting it up and, and taking and it saying out. like, holy mackerel holy after a big, mackerel. After a big yeah. song. <laughs> Man, those rare monks, they crushed it. And uh, you get a holy mackerel out of me. And then, you know, there's something big going on. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I... I I think that's we got to play. We got to play the rare. Well, monk we're song. going to play a rare monk song. Right what rare monk song did you select? Um, I got a. Oopsie! There I go. I'm plugging the uh, iPad again. Are we going out with this song? Is this what? Yeah, gonna play I, think us out? I think we. I think we. We're the wrap it up well, music happened fucking, like twenty music twenty minutes ago. <clears throat> you know how we wrap it up, Jones? Oh yeah, it's a program. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. He sure. Did it. Yeah. Well, and I do it every I do it every episode. Well, you do, but it's never like, you know, oh, this, it's your my, time to do the sig- your your signature. It's a program, which yeah. is great, and <laughs> that's that's become such a fun tagline for the show. 
It has been. It, but, it has been super fun. And you know what? I just realized I don't have my Rare Monks stuff in here. That's all right. It was well, the second song that they phosphorescence. played. Phosphorescence. Phosphorescence. So we're going to play song, it out with that. Just, you know, I mean, these guys, all three songs crushing. Uh, just like I said, the, the whole episode is super entertaining. So I encourage everybody to go back, listen to listen to all the episodes. I'll throw Start a bunch here. of links up yeah. in the show notes for stuff that we mentioned, like the Balto episode and the Rare Monk and the New Move and the Adverse Isabeau Effects and, and the Isbo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I I've just had so much fun like making stuff with you. It's been and it's been so cool, like that we. You said it feels like longer, which definitely does. Because we definitely like do a fair share of hanging out. I feel like outside, because of all this, working so closely right. together, like we we often hang out and are just not doing any of this stuff. Yeah. So it's it's been cool, man. I I appreciate your uh, your presence in Thank my life. You. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's been, I appreciate it's been you. so cool. It is. You've become, uh, and it's kind of weird because you, I mean, it, you know, yeah, you started out as a dude that came down and did some open mic stuff, and you came in and you did the EP, and you kind of you were a client. And, it, but you know, and, and there is still a client element of our relationship, but you've become a very good friend of mine as well. Yeah, likewise. Man. And I just, I love spending time with you and hanging out with you. And I appreciate everything that you've done for me, not only in, you know, being a, a client and coming in and working in this, cause you have all sorts of places to choose to go and work. So I appreciate you coming and working here and, uh, and, and bringing all of these bands and helping elevate my skill set to a whole nother level, a whole nother level. And so you brought a lot of great things to my life, my brother, and I appreciate you very yeah, much. Yeah, man. I've, I just hope this thing benefits everybody that's involved, you know? Right? And I mean, that's what, the, in essence, that's what this whole thing is about, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's just about hanging out and sharing the music, sharing the tunes. Yeah, and the love and for the, the vibes. Music. Right. The vibes, man. Yeah, man. The vibe, man. <laughs> I think you, give us another It's a Program. It's a program. <laughs> I like to give it to you in the like the Don LaFontaine. Um, in a world where Dan Cable has his own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for all the, the loyal listeners out there. And even if this is yeah. just your first or second episode listening to. To all the loyal listeners. It has been a blast. <laughs> and like I said up top, and as always, if you want to support, hit up the iTunes on the uh, podcast app there, write a review, hit subscribe, say a few nice words. Right. Go get yourself a beard and glasses on a t-shirt. Yeah, we got a baseball some shekels in the, in the can for crying out loud. We're trying to get right? some there's coffee a tip jar on the front of the yeah, stage. There's a dancablepresents.com. <laughs> you can go ahead and hit that donate button. Yeah. Buy a t-shirt. Come out to a live show. Yes. I don't have any Dan Cable Presents events on the on the books at the moment, but Come soon. out and see us at the GBB show at the yeah, Mission Theater. Go Come see on. Mountaineer Mike. If you see him out <laughs> there, say, hey now. Hey now. Yeah. Just run on by and say, hey now, and I'll know that I know it's you. All right, Portland. This is, uh, or wherever you're listening. Yeah. That's the other cool thing. People are listening Worldwide. from all over. But yeah. uh, this is Rare Monk. They were on episode 70 of the podcast not too many weeks ago. You can find this video on the YouTube channel. It's called Phosphorescence, and we will catch you on the flip side, Portland. Hey, now. See ya. See ya. <laughs>
It's a program.